0: This is Rudy Giuliani uh, bringing you the Rudy Giuliani Show. And thank you very much for joining us. It's impossible to start this show without noting the terrible tragedy of what occurred uh, off the shores of Newfoundland with the people who were going to observe the wreckage of the Titanic. You you can have your own opinions on whether they should or they shouldn't. Uh, but uh, it, this is not a time to be judgmental. These people shouldn't have died. And, and at this point, we don't know... What kind of horrible deaths they had uh, this was really troubling me last night. I was thinking they, uh, these people been in a, a a little confined uh tub it looked like I didn't realize until last night they're locked in. they can't even move for four days in the dark and uh, think of it and the, and the lights are all out, and there's no information. can't be that one or two of them didn't go into some kind of a Psychotic panic, and what do you do about them? You can't. So the people who are not can't really contain them. They can't, you know, knock them out or give them a sedative. Or a hell of a way to die, my God! Please have mercy on them. So then, when I heard that debris was found, and it does seem like from the announcement made, I, I should tell you they've officially announced that the, the they've passed on and that it's over. That part's over, and they. At this point, and of course, I guess anything at this point could tr- change, but at this point, the Coast Guard is saying that the debris found is consistent with a catastrophic event. So that gets you pretty close to something happened to the, to, to the submersible. God, if God was being merciful to them, this thing blew up at an early stage and they never went through the horrors of four days of being in a torture chamber. Um, But we'll have we'll have more on this when we come back and uh, get a chance to analyze the full uh, press conference that they're that they're having. Now, to get back to uh, what's consuming America, Uh, that's the uh, and it should. This could be probably the most crooked uh, deal ever made in the history of American justice, largely because it's the culmination of a number of things that have indicated to us for quite some time that we no longer have a justice system in America. Now, I'm not saying that lightly. Uh, To have a justice system, you have to have roughly equal treatment for people of uh, all different types, and rich, poor, uh, man, woman, important, not important, political, not political, or of different political persuasions. Now, there is not a serious person in this country that can say we have that. Not when we have Hunter Biden having committed, I would say, easy count, 50 serious federal felonies, all of which are documented on a hard drive that they have been concealing for two years. And he gets to plead to jaywalking. It'll have the same impact as jaywalking. He won't go to jail. He won't have a serious record. He's going to avoid even a felony conviction, which the IRS was incensed about. Who reversed it? Biden's Justice Department. Biden's Justice Department reversed the recommendation of the professional IRS agents that at least he should have a felony count for the IRS charges. And there was no interference in the case. I don't know how they get away with the lying. Every day they lie to you. And then you end up. You, the American people, many of you end up with a false impression. So the poll that just came out, which has good and bad in it, 62% of the American people believe that the prosecution of Trump is political. Well, it should be 100% because it is. It's nothing else but political. There's no way that anybody else would have been prosecuted for that because nobody else has been. (laughs) In, In particular, Joe Biden and Hillary Clinton, who did far worse. And there's no doubt that the fix was in for Hunter. You got to be stupid not to know that. You got to be stupid, and you and you don't investigate a case like this in a vacuum. It couldn't have taken three years to investigate this puny little case that they brought. But what about everything else? What about the twenty or thirty witnesses that can be eyewitnesses to their bribery? Uh, People who have already come forward, like Bobolinsky. Like the witnesses that I've presented, eight of them that are all there. You just go you don't need me. Just go to my podcast. You can see them testifying. Well, how about the records that show the transfer of millions of dollars to the Bidens? Or the contract that shows 30 million from Red China to the Biden crime family. Or the record that they want to make believe doesn't exist, in which Hunter Biden says. For 30 years, which tells you it's a RICO case, a long-term criminal enterprise. This is Hunter Biden saying it, not me. For 30 years, I've taken care of all the expenses of this family, and Papa's required me to give him half my salary. You don't investigate that? I mean, you got to at least ask, what the hell were you giving your father half your salary for? Oh, gee, I mean... if. Probably you don't have to ask it when you realize the only money he got was based on his father's influence. So it's quite obvious it was his father's money. He was a bag man. A bag man is very uh, uh, well-known within the Democrat Party in particular. Not that the Republican Party isn't corrupt. The Democratic Party is just a lot more corrupt. And because they run a lot of the dirty old cities that are... (laughs) Uh, you, you, uh, if you didn't look uh, too carefully, you'd mistake them for East Germany. You don't get a fair trial in New York, Democrat, New York, Democrat, Detroit, Democrat, Chicago, Democrat, Atlanta. Come on, you got to be an idiot to think on a political issue you're going to get a fair trial. The judges have selected politically. They're selected by the county leaders. There have been any number of corruption cases involving kickbacks for being a judge or contributions to the party. That's why they selected those places to screw up the election. They didn't select honest places. All of this is out there. And they conclude this with a plea. Now, you say, well, those other things are going to be investigated. So we should evaluate this just based on the tax evasion. And the gun charge. And I would concede if you just want to play that game and say tax evasion, I'm not sure it's a felony. I'm not sure the IRS was right about that. If I view it just that. But you don't do that as a federal prosecutor. You look at everything. Now, if this is the conclusion of everything, we've got probably the biggest judicial scandal we've ever had. You you can't possibly have... Now, stopped investigating the whistleblowers that have come forward. It just was a bank revealed. You see, you don't know these things because the crooked press doesn't report it to you. It was a bank revealed in Malta that apparently the Bidens used. It's a bank that is well-known and since been closed down for money laundering. I have a witness I supplied to them two years ago that uh, 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 Barr completely ignored who says that she can give you all the bank accounts because she was the chief accountant of Barisma. The, the first time that I realized that Barr wasn't on the up and up is when they stranded her. There'd be no reason in the world you wouldn't in- interview her. Even if you thought you, she was lying, you would interview her in order to make a record that she was lying. The only reason you didn't interview her is you're fixing the case. It's like taking a dive in a boxing match because they are thoroughly crooked, thoroughly consumed with power and the allure of Washington, and they're smarter than you are, and they justify it on all kinds of things, including, you know, huge amounts of money. So this is a very, very important turning point. Somehow, some way, this investigation has to be continued. It cannot stop here. <laughs> to say that what's been revealed is the tip of the iceberg is like a joke. It is the tip of the iceberg. Even the ten million is the tip of the iceberg. I I can show you about forty, and I don't have it all by any means. I have. It's even hard to estimate what percentage of their dealings I have. I would say, if you want to frame a reference, maybe thirty percent because it wasn't his only computer. He didn't put everything on the computer. I mean, it's got plenty. we got massive money transactions, money laundering transactions that could be prosecuted just off the computer. And now, here's the one, I I just talked to Greg about this. I guess this one is really driving me nuts because I don't understand how anybody else doesn't analyze this. This this should jump out at you right away. So they're saying, well, he he got treated uh, uh, leniently because he's a drug addict. Well, first of all, there's no doctrine in the law that says that you get treated leniently because you're a drug addict or an alcoholic. You've got to take responsibility for what you do when you put yourself in an inebriated or unconscious state. That's been the, that's been the law for hundreds of years. Otherwise, we, we, we end up particularly with a society that's becoming more inebriated. And we've tripled the amount of marijuana use in the last four or five years. And it's turning out from these studies that marijuana is far more dangerous than we thought. We're going to end up with a bunch of criminals that don't even need Bragg and Adams to put them out. They'll just put them out because I took drugs. I prosecuted plenty of people with drug defenses, and they went to jail for 15 or 20 years. (laughs) Sorry, I'm not responsible for your being a drug addict. You are. And you want to be a good guy and you want to get treatment, I'll be the first one to give you treatment. You want to go hurt one of my citizens, I'll put you away for as long as I can. Now... He's getting away with it because he's a drug addict. But here's another thing that's totally absurd. The law was written for drug addicts. And the law was written to put drug addicts in jail if they carried guns. And the phony liberals, the gun control hysterics, tell you constantly, oh, we've got to keep guns out of the hands of people with a criminal record, people who are mentally unstable, and people who are drug addicts. But all of a sudden, the prince comes along, and he got not even a conviction, a deferred prosecution, which is intended for juveniles who get into a fight in school. Not for 50-year, 30-year, whatever, long drug users. Hunter was not just a drug user. Hunter was a drug degenerate. There are hundreds and hundreds of pictures of him using drugs, using drugs in the presence and in the home with minor children, where a psychiatrist urged them to remove him from the house because he was a danger to the children and for other reasons. We have photographs of him driving automobiles while smoking a crack pipe, putting your life in jeopardy on the roads of wherever the hell he was driving. This was an aggravated offense. There are any number of people who have gone to jail for this disproportionate number of them black. But that never bothered Joe. I mean, Joe instituted all those penalties to put people in for mandatory sentences. Uh, it turns out the vast majority of them were black. Meanwhile, during all those years, his son was using a lot more drugs than they were. This man has no conscience. It, he lost it somewhere with the second or third bribe. And that was a long time ago. We'll be back in just a minute. The Rudy Giuliani Show. The Rudy Giuliani Show. This is Rudy Giuliani back with the Rudy Giuliani Show. I thought we would uh, play for you um, the comments that were made a few minutes ago about... Uh, what happened to the Titan, the submergible. Um, and then we'll have Ted give us a little update uh, about the debris and that sort of thing. So sh- shall we play those comments? I think these are by Rear Admiral John Malger, Muger, Malger, so- something like that.
1: In consultation with experts from within the Unified Command, the debris is consistent with the catastrophic loss of the pressure chamber. Upon this determination, we immediately notified the families.
0: So, Ted, uh, you say this is pretty much now definite.
2: Could there be any chance there's a mistake? Or The, the U.S. Coast Guard mayor is saying that the tail cone of the Titanic-bound submersible was found approximately 1,600 feet from the bow of the Titanic on the seafloor and that it is consistent with a catastrophic loss of pressure. Uh, the crew is believed to be dead. All five members are believed uh, to be uh, dead. Is there any, any
0: estimate as to when it happened? Because that would be so important to what kind of torture these poor people went through.
2: Uh, the the Titan, that's the name of this submersible, began its descent Sunday, uh, and the Titanic is located 13,000 feet below the, the sea level. So, When it, would they have reached there, do you know? Uh, the The descent down takes a number of hours. The crew, uh, Coast Guard crews, found five major pieces of debris. Uh, they have yet to say anything about finding uh, any 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 remains of the five passengers or the five crew, as they're actually uh, referred to as. And the nose cone, which is located outside of the hull, was the first piece that was found. And after that, they found what they're describing as a large debris field, uh, including an end bell of the pressure hull. So it sounds like from the pressure, it exploded
0: and went off in different directions. That's what the Coast Guard it looks is saying. I mean, from what you're saying, it sounds like it, because you don't know for sure. And I guess the question is, did it happen, and it was down on the floor, on the ocean floor. That's right. Officials so, say that, is- so the last successful mission they had, which the people said went with, with, you know, without any problem at all, they, that's what they did. They got to the ocean floor. They saw some of the ocean come up, which they said was enormously exciting, and they knew they were on the ocean floor. And then they were able to view the Titanic. So that's the objective, is to get that to the ocean floor so you get a good view of the Titanic. So preliminarily, it sounds like when they got down to the ocean floor, some freak thing involving the pressure might have exploded it. The good thing is if it happened right away. Because can you imagine four days when we were just talking about that, four days on there, locked in, dark, knowing you're probably going to die and probably having uh, just the odds are one of those people is going to panic. And you can't even do anything to contain their panic because you're locked in.
2: That's right, Mayor. And they're saying it will still take some time to reconstruct how this occurred.
0: I'm sure. But I mean, hopefully also put a little uh, damper on doing this without a lot more uh, uh, plans made for keeping it in contact with (laughs) with dry land and people. In other words, there should there should have been people available to do a rescue immediately anticipating that something like this could happen. And I'm not saying that to be unfair, because uh, I think it was a year or two ago they had a problem like this on a minor scale. They had two hours of two to two and a half hours where it was missing. So that should have said, boy, we better tighten this up. Well, we'll be back in a few minutes and we'll get to your calls. This is Rudy Giuliani, back with the Rudy Giuliani Show. And uh, why don't we go to Christine in Middletown?
1: Hi, Rudy. Good afternoon.
0: Good afternoon.
1: I'd like to explain the difference between gender dysphoria versus the Marxist gender ideology movement. That's in a I think story. that
0: would be very useful. Thank you. Go ahead.
1: Well, gender dysphoria, which I have which under 1% of the population suffers from, is a medical and mental health disorder where we transition to live as the opposite sex, our true sex, we would say. And I do it medically via hormone replacement therapy. I've had no surgeries and I look like a woman, my breasts are real, my face is softened, the face is feminized too. At no point, Rudy, can I ever claim to become a biological woman. I'll never get pregnant. I have no use for feminine products or get periods. But what we're seeing now is this movement here but the left is creating, and Biden has really made this explode, is non-dysphoric people with their different forms of gender expression forcing their views on people, like self-ID. These are people that don't make an attempt to like a woman, but claim to be a woman and fight the ACLU to gain access to women's spaces. Non-binary nonsense with the made-up pronouns and the genders. We all know there's only two genders. And we're seeing it in the schools with the children through social-emotional learning and medical transition for minors, which that child abuser, Rachel Levine, advocates. You cannot give kids gender-altering medication until they're at least minor at least they're 18 and went through puberty. And Rudy, last week the New York Department of Education our their meeting was to discuss keeping kids that are questioning their genders from the parents. This yep. is child abuse.
0: When, can I ask you how, how old you are? I'm 56. And, I, and when did you st- when did you first uh, r- recognize it and when did you first take steps? to make, it, make a change uh, and, and we decided that that's what you had to do.
1: Okay, I knew I was different like 12, 13 growing up. That was like the end of the Jimmy Carter. We had to wait half a mile for gas line days. There was always something in me. But I, I, one day I went to college. I was on a national championship winning team. I covered major league sports, competed in, the, in them too. And
0: at that time, You were male.
1: Yes, I was male all that time.
0: 100%. I mean, 100% at least as far as uh, appearances. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: The only time I was a female once was in high school. We had the um, girls had a flag football game, so they needed boy cheerleaders. So so I was a cheerleader. That was the only time. But then we're going to go to 2019. Four years ago is when I couldn't live anymore. It was brutal. When I came out to my wife, that didn't go good. That's oh, when wow. That's one of my suicide attempts was four years ago this month. And then when she came along and uh, came around, I saw my doctors and my mental health therapist. And I started my hormones just before I turned 53. This was New Year's Eve 2019. So this is three and a half years of HRT.
0: How do you feel? So, how, how, what, what's your, if I can ask you, what's your mental and emotional state now?
1: I am very much at peace with myself. God bless you. I accepted God. Because God looked out for me when I tried to kill myself. So He did. I gave, God, I gave God the keys to me, and but I know my reality. There's too many trans women that will say, trans women are women. No. Women are women. We're trans women for a reason, but I'm happy with that.
0: And do you? And do you? Do you uh, do you agree? I mean, from your perspective, it'd be important for me to ask you this because I just look at statistics and I see that a lot of the kids that go through confusion about this, something like 80 percent conclude that they want to remain the way they are. And then a much smaller percentage decides they want to change. So do do you think it's a rather small percentage where it's an actual situation where they have to change?
1: exactly it's very small but the, the, the reason why this is exploding is because of social media and it's brought into classrooms i mean elementary school classrooms they're teaching kids sex and gender asking what pronouns they're thinking that trains is a cool it's a fat it's brutal to live with and as you said gender confused is not gender dysphoria but yet the school systems and the democrats are leading the way to um they're selling the kids a a bill of goods. And the minute you put medication into a minor age kid, there's no turning back. There's
0: no yeah, turning back. yeah. 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 Well, this is, this has been very, very valuable. Please continue to call and straighten us out on this. All right. Whatever it's I it, could do it's important. Helped. It's important to hear from someone who's gone through this, uh, as opposed to just statistics, they're important too, but this is very important because, you know, the movement gets, uh, defined by, I'm sorry, the crazies. And I know that, m- Like even in the gay and lesbian community and the pride movement, most of them find this as crazy as you and I do. But they're not the ones who speak out, you know, or or they don't get reported. I shouldn't even say they don't speak out. The press just tells one side of the story. So thank you very much for telling what seems to me to be the honest side of the story. It's really very brave of you to do that. Let's go to to Andrew in uh, Stanhope. Hey, Rudy, defamation. Would you
3: advise Trump to sue Schiff simply for defamation? And the smoking gun I have is an irony is that when he actually told the truth one time and one time only when he was under oath in the Senate, he put his hand up and he said there was no Russian collusion. But the day before on CNN, he said there was the day after he said. So he cooked his own goose. You, you got
0: him. You got him. I, I recommended that some time ago, I may tell you. And not only that, I did research because, you see, you couldn't sue him for defamation if he said it on the floor of the House or a Senate or uh, at a hearing. But if he says it anyplace else, like on CNN or MSNBC or wherever else, then he's just like you and me. And this guy was stupid enough to do that. Almost everything he said on the floor, he repeated on television so he could be a big shot. So everything he said on television could be subject to a defamation suit. Whatever he said in Congress is off limits. And a lot of congressmen protect themselves that way because they're smarter than he is and they don't repeat it. But this guy, you know, is dying to be some kind of hero to the communists. So he, you know, shoots his mouth off. Yes, he, he could be sued for uh, defamation. By the way, so can all of those 51 intelligence guys who, uh, who said that there were earmarks of Russian disinformation – on a document that, first of all, doesn't have any earmarks. You know a document with earmarks? I don't. And they didn't. And they didn't uh, describe a single earmark, which immediately would make it suspect. So if I'm going to make a charge as 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 dramatic as that, I give you an example or two. Well, there was no example because they didn't have any time to even review it. They were told to do it, and they just put that name on a lying document, in which uh, I and a number of others were falsely accused of being Russian agents. So I think that's a good suit. Yeah, I think I think that I mean the president's got a lot of legal matters, and I don't know if this would be at the top of his agenda, but if you're asking me as a lawyer, is that a conceivable lawsuit? Yeah, the guy lied. He said, I have two uh I remember one of them where he said I have two witnesses that can prove that Trump directly was involved with Russian collusion. Well, okay, liar, who are they? You have a lot of, you've had uh, f- four years to tell us who, and you haven't. D- and then you did the same thing with the Ukrainian whistleblower, who you will now not reveal, because it turns out he was lying through his you-know-what, and he was protected by Barr and Ray and all the people who withheld the hard drive, which they had at the time, that could have proved at that time that you were a liar, which is why I don't trust them. Mike... Hey, Rudy. How are you, Mike?
3: Doing good. Listen, I have a question for you. If there's no real crime in not paying your taxes, you kind of just have to you know, sign a piece of paper and get away with it. Why did they hire
0: 67,000 new IRS directors? What are after, they going to do with those guys? To go after Republicans and conservatives and Catholics. Oh, so I better hang up. Cause they're go after me because I like you. Uh, yeah, oh, oh, you're in trouble. Don't even say that. And uh, you better not go to a Latin mass. You go to a Latin mass and you get on the attorney general's list of uh, being a terrorist.
3: I also believe that Al Capone's family deserves reparations because he died <laughs> in prison. To, um,
0: yeah, but, he, <laughs> but he died of syphilis. So I don't know how, how, how that has to do. I don't know how that has to do with unless, well, we better not go any further because if we start speculating how he got syphilis and it wasn't when he was out, the mafia will kill us for that, for making that kind of assertion. Um, but I hope you didn't understand what I was saying. Let's go to Bill. Hey Rudy, I'm a
1: fan for a long time out here in Pittsburgh.
0: Well, tell me, tell me, tell me what uh, what you want to talk about. I love Pittsburgh.
1: Uh, well, I want to ask you: Is it a crime to lie on a FISA
0: Woo-hoo! application? Yeah, it's called perjury. It's a, a very serious crime. It's a it's a, a really a more serious perjury than any of the ones they've attempted against the Trump people because. It's perjury on a document where there's no opportunity to present another side. So, for example, if, uh, you, if uh, you submit a document estimating the value of your house to a big bank, well, you should put the right number down, but if you don't, the bank is going to check it anyway and come to their own determination. Here, nobody checks it. So, and you know, if you're the director of the FBI like Comey, the difference, because you understand it. You understand that every other affidavit you submit is eventually going to be tested by a defense lawyer. And you got to be, you know, if you did something wrong, they're going to catch it. But here, nobody's going to catch it, except for the odd circumstance that this became a big matter. There are thousands and thousands and thousands of Pfizer affidavits nobody's ever looked at other than the judge who signs it, and they're protected. So how many times did the Justice Department falsely invade somebody's privacy? If, if they could do it to the president of the United States or a candidate of president of the United States, some poor jerk, imagine what they do to him. I uh, This one gets me really angry because I, I had a lot to do with the establishment of the Pfizer. Not, well, the Pfizer court, yes, but the, the Justice Department division that acts as the lawyers to the Pfizer court, I hired the first three lawyers. And I've done personally a lot of Pfizer applications in the Reagan administration. And I got to tell you, I stayed up until late in the night going over them, getting on the phone, checking them out. I'll give you an example about this one that jumped out of me right away, and I wanted to go wring Comey's neck. If I shouldn't say that. I'll probably get arrested for that. I didn't do it. I just thought it. But nowadays you get prosecuted for what you're thinking. Uh, th- that that uh, steel dossier had many things that could have been corroborated quickly. And that big liar, who I happen to have hired in 1986, that big liar said, "Well, you couldn't really corroborate it. That's because you're a liar and a lazy bum." I'll give you an example. in in that uh, in that uh, bunch of lies, it says that they took they made a visit to the uh, council general's office uh, to get a uh, visa to um, to Ukraine in Miami. So, if I saw that and I'm questioning, you know, and trying to figure out is this the truth or not, I go call the council general's office in Miami and see if they made the visit. That's going to tell me something, right? It's going to tell me they're telling the truth. gonna tell me they're liars. You know what? I would have found out if I did it. There is none. There is no council general's office in Miami or it wasn't then. So immediately, immediately that one thing alone says to me, wow. Now I'm going to, I don't have the time. I could point out to you 12 others like that. How about Cohen going to Prague? You don't check his passport to see if he ever went to Prague on that date? What you'd find out is he never went to Prague. Never, 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 never. Lazy Comey didn't check it before he said they were true, The things were true. For that, you should go to jail if we have anything close to an honest justice system. We don't. We just don't. Uh, Let's go to Peter in Staten Island. Mr. Mayor. Hey, Peter. I have to
3: I have to pull off the highway so I can shut my car off.
0: Oh, go ahead. Um, we got we very much
3: appreciated for what you did for our country and for our city. Well, thank you. Um, my pleasure. Um, the general idea is the president has been subjected to a bedeviling of unknown Proportions ever since he decided to come down the escalator. Yeah, it's compared to the de- deification that Mr. Obama has been getting since 2004. So we have to unbake the image. When you were talking to Greg Kelly before, you were talking about the personality of the president that is nowhere near anything that as it's being portrayed. And the president has through, through social, he does have a megaphone. He could do certain things. He could have a Trump's limo where he's meeting with regular people, driving through town and discussing certain things. Or he could do a tutorial about how to be a president and post a new episode every week so as to demonstrate to people that um, uh, things could be done different than they are being done.
0: So now we're going to have to take a short break and come back with the mayor's final thoughts. But I'll give you my uh, thoughts on that. Those are useful suggestions, my friend. And one I agree with and one I have a question about. But uh, thank you. And keep calling and, and giving us these suggestions. This is where you get good ideas. We'll be back right after the break with the mayor's final thoughts. Rudy Giuliani. And now
1: it's time for the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. Mayor's Final
0: Thoughts. This is Rudy Giuliani back uh, with you with the Mayor's Final Thoughts, sponsored by Tunnel to Towers, T2T.org. $11 a month. You send that in right now, and you will be doing yourself a favor because you're going to feel really good about yourself. Because that money is used for uniformed service members who get catastrophically injured and therefore need homes built that allow them a certain degree of independence or as much as possible. Or it's used for uniformed service members that die in the line of duty and their family need help with lodgings. I mean, what it does is immediately pay off the mortgage to the home, which, believe it or not, not only is practically useful, but psychologically it's one of the first things that happens, and it helps to stabilize the situation for the family that's saying to itself, how are we going to support ourselves, how are we going to take care of ourselves? So make that contribution, please. So my final thought today is gonna to be of course I've said this many times, and sometimes I think I'm talking to the wall or preaching to the converted or whatever. But I don't know if you can appreciate and having been part of the Reagan administration, who and President Reagan to me, I, I will just confess my bias and prejudice was, you know, my hero. Uh I understand the importance of the president on foreign policy, so much more important than on domestic policy. He represents us to the world. What Biden did yesterday in calling uh, the head of China a dictator was extraordinarily damaging and absolutely uh, absurd and irresponsible. He, First of all, it's not backed up by any specific thing he does to help us with China. In fact, if anything – He's been like the president for China. Right from the very beginning, he gave up an airbase 400 miles from China. For that, he should have been impeached. There's going to be a president someday who's going to want that airbase, and he's not going to have it. He left $75 billion worth of arms behind, uh, now being used to kill us and uh, people who helped us. He has done nothing to pursue COVID, uh, to find out, What we all know that China was responsible for spreading that and led to the death of millions of people. He's not doing anything effective about fentanyl, except uh, uh, Stinkin' Blinken, you know, raised it, probably on his knees begging. He didn't do anything like put sanctions on China for killing more Americans with fentanyl than ever before in our history. And it comes from China. Don't make any mistake about it. And China makes a fortune on it and gets a twofer from Xi's point of view. They kill Americans, just like they did with COVID, and they become very wealthy. He does nothing about it, zero. And it's increased under him by about 250 percent. In the last two years of his administration, Trump had gotten control over it, and he blew it completely, just like he blew entry into the United States. The minute he opened the border, fentanyl can come in any time, and China takes advantage of it. Uh, there's not a single place in which he has contested China at the end of the, at the end of the uh, uh, Greg Kelly show. Greg played a c- comparison of Trump's positions on China and and Biden's, uh, including Trump and putting uh, imposing sanctions on them, Trump imposing tariffs on them, Trump uh, uh, confining their uh, use of fentanyl. So we got down to one of the lowest levels ever, only to be changed uh, to the highest levels ever. Trump's uh, 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 initiatives on the border, which, again, not complete, but, you know, more than half, way more than half of what's happening right now. And we were, big, and we were beginning to, to, to really improve and it all got ruined. But then, like a coward, you don't do it. You don't fight the guy. You just call him a name. You're a, you're a dictator. What's that going to do other than enrage him? What a disaster. Has no idea about diplomacy. 25th Amendment. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless America.